Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. And away we go on this hump day, just a day away from week 10 kicking off right here in Chicago at Soldier Field. Bears and Panthers. What a matchup. Jeff Bezos is so excited. Courtney Cronin joins us every Wednesday at 1235. We'll talk to Courtney soon. Matt Eberflus's press conference at about one. We'll see what they say about fields. Is he good to go or will it be another week? Plus Jesse Rogers from the GM meetings out in Scottsdale at 135. As always, we'll take your phone calls at 312-332-3776. You can watch us on the station's YouTube page. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv, download the app, search ESPN 1000 Chicago. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitch, you will notice that I'm all by myself in the studio. We have some news to share about uh, Yurko. He has been suspended. In de- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yurko was in some, uh, not, he wasn't in the accident, but apparently there, where was he on? The Bishop Ford? I don't even know where he was. Yeah, I think the Bishop Ford. Is he on the phone? No. He's It'd not, be nice if he would answer the phone. Now he's not answering. Yurko called me um, for the first time this morning at about 10.50, maybe? My phone rang. And when I see Yurko calling at 10.50, I usually know something is wrong. Two things go through my head. No, Yurko wasn't in the accident. He was just stuck in it. Uh, two things are going through my head. Uh, something's wrong. Like, he's stuck in traffic, and he's telling me. And then the other thing that goes through my head is, do I really want to pick it up? Because now I'm going to get every little bit of minutia about his arduous journey into work. And I just didn't want to be stuck on the phone for 15 minutes listening to the play-by-play of where he is and what happened and what he sees and what the guy next to him is doing and what the woman behind him is doing and the person in front. I, I, I so I always, you know, you get your guy, your iPhone, if you've got an iPhone and it's ringing, you slide, right? You did. I'm like, my finger was shaking. I'm like, do I want to pick this up? Do I want to pick it up? Oh, there he is. And so I did, I picked it up and sure enough, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was bad news. It was I'm stuck in this accident. Well, now Yurko walked in. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, three I mean, minutes. I, I late. sat for an hour. An hour. Yeah. So where was here? You need headphones? What do you need? Uh, just a Mike Sagan. Mike Condon. Mike Condon. What, what happened? Where was this accident? So this on the Bishop Ford. Uh, that's what I thought you said on the Bishop Ford. Where Borman, you know the the Borman from Indiana comes and goes north. Like if you're going to take the Bishop Ford up to Dan Ryan. South of 159th Street. So what happened was a scrap truck. Now, I took a picture of it. The scrap truck goes off to the, to the so right good. side. He's got every detail. So you know what I mean by a scrap truck. I'm talking about a U. Yeah. Open top. Open top, yeah. It had a back on it until it had the scrap, however they loaded it, hit the bridge at 159th oh, Street going northbound. that what happened? So now they're testing. The, the road's closed. The only, the only thing to open is the shoulder. Right. So now they're testing the tensile strength of the steel beams to see if the bridge hasn't been compromised. Right? 
So did you just drop the tensile strength? Tensile, on this? tensile strength. Yeah, that's impressive. So that's what they, the integrity of the bridge is in question. So like authorities are there testing. Yeah, is that why they did, wouldn't let anybody did you see all the cops? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I saw gave a lot. You ditched. The, they got the, a couple of uh, like uh, you sent the video. Engineer cars too. Like engineers have come to kind of check and see if the bridge has been compromised. So I don't know how many beams got to go but, for for the bridge to be shot. But <laughs> why is? Why is there traffic allowed on the bridge above if they're worried about the strength of the bridge? Um, the me. one side of the of the bridge, I think, is open, and one side of the bridge is closed. Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah, the impact was happening on what would be a, the eastbound lanes. Oh, okay. Right, and after that, and then I'm, it probably spilled some steel, some scrap metal and steel on the uh, on the road, yeah. and that's what caused it to close down initially. Hmm. Yeah, you're but either co- way, I mean, once, once I saw it, I was, I, you know, I was you done. You screwed. I screwed the pooch, yeah. Yurko it said to me, over. at one point, he done. didn't move for 30 minutes. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Whenever you're stuck in something like what that. You, and, and what are you going to do at that point, right? And, of course, you got the shoulder warriors, you know. The, oh, yeah. All the shoulder warriors. Boy, they're on there. They're going to bypass everybody. Their time's more important than everybody else's. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good yeah. for you making here just a few minutes late. We were worried because yeah. we just found out. From Roz and the TV people yeah. that there's an accident now on Dearborn and uh, Randolph by the Petarinos. Did you see that or no? I went right through that. You did? Okay. Yeah. No biggie? I, listen, somebody I was, said a car, you go parked. Somebody said a car went into Petarinos. Is that right? That may have happened. I, I, did, a dollar I, I, saying I, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's why it's they had uh, aerial footage of it. The, the yeah. cars, like you know, the the little uh, patio area, yeah. at, at the corner there. Yes, there, there's a car that's like sitting there looking oh, for lunch. Oh my, looking for lunch. He pulled yeah. up. He went valet service. Yeah, yeah. Salmon's pretty good over there. Salmon is pretty good. But, so we yeah. sat for the time we sat, and then eventually they they figured out they put the thing open. So people exit on 159th. You can get by it all. You go 159th, you go to Torrance, go down Torrance, you come back on Sibley, or you can come back on 130th and get on there and not have an issue. So you could do that, or you went on the shoulder. But once it started to move, once you got close enough, once it started to move, then it moved. So it was a hectic uh, commute. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't weird. want that phone call either. No, I'm telling you, I knew I it right away. I'm looking at it. I'm I like, told do Raj, I pick up? Do yeah. I pick up? Well, I told Roz. I said, I was caught in that 159 stuff on the Bishop Ford. She goes, oh, I, I feel for you. Yeah. She goes, it's still closed down. I said, oh, I know. Oh, is that right? Well, because they got to check. They, this- they can't not. You can't do a half-assed check on that. I, I, I mean, that's a bridge, champ. Yeah, that thing collapses. You. God forbid. You're I mean, right. you're going to have an issue. Yeah. And, and, of course, you know, you got all them steel companies on this, you know. Yes, you do. Southern Rim of Lake Michigan. Yeah. So these guys are coming, getting scrap from all areas. Could be junk. Could be anything they got the scrap from, right? <laughs> eh, hell bent for election. They don't care about nothing. They're not looking at the load to see if it's going to be below height. Nothing. Just well, ah, let's you be just so willy nilly if you're driving a truck. I, I mean, don't that's... know. I don't know. I, I, I put the stuff out there on X, just you know, so everybody could see. Hey, take a look. If you're stuck in this with me, God bless you, because uh, we're not moving. I mean, it was at a standstill. Yeah, well, and I'm, that's right where I grew up, right in Calumet City. I know. I mean, it was less than two miles from we, where we did the uh, the, the appearance at uh, at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, over there. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and well, then I couldn't get out. I couldn't back out. I couldn't do nothing. nothing. Once I was there, I was locked in. It's brutal getting stuck yeah. like that. Well, I'm glad you're here, my friend. Well, I'm glad you I'm here made too. it. Welcome. You know how excited I We're am. A day away here. from the start of week ten, Yurko. What yeah. a doozy we've got on store uh, on tap. Yeah, tomorrow in, in store on tap. Yeah, I think heavens tomorrow's the day I get to do my keys to a Bears victory. Can't wait. And th- these will be real keys to a Bears victory. They're always real. Keys. Well, 
no, these are because I believe the Bears can win. Yeah. Well, you put I a sixteen you a on them, so I'll give you a keys to a Bears victory. And and what we didn't talk about, remember I called for a punt block yes. last week. And I'll be hot darned if there wasn't a chance and an opportunity for them to block a punt. Almost. And you could see Roshan was he was beside himself that they didn't block the punt. Because the guy was scot-free, and he didn't go to the point. you got to go to where the foot's going to be. And he was kind of out wide and ran by the punter. But at that point, Roshkan even thought they were going to get it. That would have been one of my keys. Could have helped that team uh you know, get a victory against oh, yeah. the New Orleans Saints. Well, when but you're in a one-score game, it could have. It could have swung the game. It didn't happen. So uh, a little bit disgruntled about that. But, uh, hey, yeah, what are you going to do? Now you got a winnable game. The Bears are going to play the Carolina Panthers. Keep them at one victory. Bears go to three victories. Big deal if it vaults into the seventh pick. Who cares? Doesn't matter, right? Doesn't really matter if you're at the seventh pick. You're going to win some games down the stretch, whether you like it or not. You got Arizona on the schedule. Yeah. You got a crappy Green Bay team at the yeah, end of the year. That's true. So you're going to win some games. And at what point does this team got to learn how to win games? They, I got, think you're at that point where you got to maybe put something together in the final eight games. You got Carolina. You got the Cardinals. You got the Falcons at home in December. Yeah. yeah. Is, and they're going to be quitting. Carolina's going to be quitting at that point. They don't even know how to use Kyle Pitts. You want to talk Atlanta, about yeah, yeah. Oh, they're well, Atlanta, but I'm yeah. telling you, you're talking about you're talking about a receiver. I mean, he was like the number four pick. Yes. I mean, he was a high pick, and, yeah. and they haven't been able to utilize him at all. Uh, I mean, I told you what what oh. I saw them do in that second quarter last week when they were up five to get the turnover to go down to the one yard line. What Arthur Smith and what the, that Falcon team uh, did subsequently with a false start penalty. And then a little screen to Johnu Smith. And okay, you got the yardage back. You're right back at the goal line. Instead of going forward, they run a jet sweep at the goal line, at the one-yard line with Johnu Smith again. Then they hand it off to Tyler Algier. They lost yardage. Then he kicks a field goal from the six-yard line uh, to make a five-point game, an eight-point game. It's terrible in Atlanta. I, I, I should be I'm, – I'm ashamed that I picked Arthur Smith to be coach of the year. Ashamed when I watch him coach this year because I thought Atlanta was going to win that division. I'm like, well, if they do and maybe – they pop if Ritter pops a little and Bijan like what if they win eleven? Arthur Smith's a good story. He's terrible. Like so many of the coaches in this league, shame on me. Uh, it's an abomination. Kyle Pitts can only hope one day he escapes from Atlanta. Uh, you're right. The other and, thing and, is, your and, day, he wasn't. Even, I don't think he was in the game, and neither was yeah. Bijan. And goes to San Diego. Oh my God, that's that's what they that need. That's what San Diego needs. San Diego needs Kyle Pitts. Holy, cow. and I don't care how you do it. And I know it's done. And I know you could be places. But if I'm a good player on the Atlanta Falcons, oh. not on San Diego, I'm I'm talking to Kyle Pitts one day, and I'm saying, whatever you do, do not sign here. San Diego is the place that you want to be. If Herbert's going to bump into him somewhere, wherever, I need you. Old habits Period. really do die hard for you yeah. on this one because you still say San yeah. Diego. Yeah, well, it's who been cares? Like five Charges. years doesn't Hasn't make it? a difference to me. <laughs> hey, listen here, Guardians and Indians, okay? Let's not pretend. I know, I've, all right? I've had trouble with that one. Uh, the, but that's only, only reason, been two years. The only reason I use the, com- the Commanders is because I call them the Commodores. The Commodores, And yeah. so I found a way, uh, a mental trick, not to say their, Red, the their previous name. Right. Yeah. yeah, by saying the Commodores. Then eventually I get to the Commanders. Yes. All right? Yeah. San Diego, San Diego to me. I used to picture Dan Fouts. Yeah, you can't John help Jefferson, it. Charlie Joyner, yeah. Tony Galbraith in the backfield. Lionel Little Train James. <laughs> I mean, that's what I see in my that's mind. Good. That's good. So just because the NFL wants to move them around all the time doesn't well, make a rat's well, ass of a difference to, to me. Yeah. Okay? I'll call them the Chargers. <laughs> that's who they are. 
And if I misidentify the team name, well, too bad for them. Okay? Uh, That's what I have to say about It has been. San Diego's not offensive, is it? No. Is it offensive? I'm not offending anybody if I say San Diego. This, can you believe it? This is the seventh year for the Chargers in L.A. already. You believe that? Seventh year for the Chargers in L.A. 2017 was the first year in L.A. Yeah. The San Diego Chargers. Yeah, Alex Spanos. The city didn't want to deal with him. They wanted Dean. To... I think it's Dean now. Dean Spanos. Is it? was... Alex, Alex was the yeah. father? I think Alex might so have been the father. Dean Spanos. city didn't want to deal with him. They got tired of Dean Spanos in the NFL. And they told him to go rot. Uh, yeah, so back to your original point. The Bears are going to win a few more here and yeah, there. Yeah, they are. You know, I know they didn't last year, but I wouldn't anticipate the same kind of thing happening. There's probably more than just three wins on this roster right now, especially when you got a coach who's fighting for his life. I don't know what's going to matter at the end of the day. We'll talk about that in greater detail coming up next. But, you know, there's usually a game that you probably you win in sort of surprising fashion, even when you're a bad team in this league. So, they're going to pick up a couple of more. It's good that, that they pick up one this week. It's not going to matter so much because it'll just uh, hopefully help their cause ultimately in leading the Panthers to the worst overall record, and they could drop them to 1-8. and eight. And Of course, the Bears get that pick. If you want to talk Bears, NFL, uh, 312-332-3776. We'll sprinkle in some baseball. Jed talked yesterday, laid out his reasoning for why they went out and got Craig Council. We'll talk to Jesse Rogers at about one we We'll listen to Matt Eberflus when he meets the media later on. Hopefully we'll get word on Bajan and Fields. Uh, But ring us up, 312-332-ESPN. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Yurko's uh, getting in a deep lunge. Yeah, I mean, that's like a medium lunge. It's Carmen and York. Sure, we brought a couple burgers down. That was nice of him. Right. Yeah, how many guys do we have? Four. You bring four burgers down if you're going to bring a burger. If you bring one, you bring four. Shout you don't have Smash four, burger. don't bring any. Thank you for the burger, Smash Burger. Appreciate it. Shout out, Smash you Burger. You guys enjoy yeah. it, though. Carmen had breakfast. I had breakfast. I got a little light lunch coming up a little later on. Right, uh, We're fine. But I think that's a little thing of note to people out there. Yeah. I had a turkey sandwich like an hour ago, so I'm good. Pet peeve at the bar. I'm with a group of four people. Somebody buys me a drink and me only a drink. Yeah, that's, that's don't buy enough. me a drink. No, no. If you're going to buy the group a drink, buy them a drink. If you don't want to buy the group, don't buy anybody a drink. Amen. Pet peeve. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, even when I look, at a, guy, a group comes in, young kids, young studs come in, nephew of one of my buddies. Yeah. If I don't want to buy everybody a drink, I buy nobody a drink. Good for you. You know, that's the way it works, though. The drinks Remember are that. on the house. You get a party yeah. of 20 in there, though, then don't buy anybody a drink. No. Let them do the buy. If you're going to, yeah. be prepared. They're probably on a corporate card anyway, so just jump on the back of the corporate card, I always say. Are you at all curious, uh, not curious maybe, but like, do you think there's a chance Fields plays tomorrow? Because as I don't think there's along... any chance of Justin Fields playing tomorrow, and I wouldn't play him tomorrow. If that if he, if he is not 99.999% healthy, I don't want him to play. I only bring it up because they've been so quick to rule him out every Monday the last couple of weeks, and they didn't do that this week. Does it sound like, does it raise any alarms at no, all? Or raise me. any red flags? No. Sound any alarms? I no? think it's just a natural progression of okay. trying to get back into the action. Okay. That's it. I'm eager to find out I mean, what he play, says. Listen, if he plays and there's a backstep, then yeah. I'm holding the coach liable for that. I'm holding Eberflus liable for the fact that there's going to be a backstep. 
when I got 10 more games and I got seven solid games to do my final analysis, my final evaluation on the player. Eight more games, right? Yeah. Well, if he doesn't play today, I mean, if he doesn't play tomorrow, then it's seven more games. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So I let him miss. I give him 10 days to get healthier. Yeah. And then if he's ready to rock, then boom, he gets the final seven games as you move forward. My point is, if he plays tomorrow and he gets a backslide, then that's on the coach. It's one hundred percent on the coach. You don't think there's? Uh, I mean, I guess short of like ripping off five wins in these last seven well, it depends games. Depends how he plays. You no, no, I'm talking about the coach. Win. I'm talking about the coach. You don't think there's any way? If Eberflus gets to seven victories, I think he stays. Do you really? Yeah, because you got an improvement. You got a four game improvement. But if you pick a quarterback. Maybe that means you're not picking a quarterback. Maybe Justin, like, wows. I don't know. I guess we have to see how this unfolds. You got to see how it unfolds. I guess if they, I mean, like, they get five to... And five and three in your last eight, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. They have eight left. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's got to be eight. Maybe he's got to go six he's, and two. He's got to go six maybe and two. Maybe he's got to go six and two. Maybe, maybe he's got to get the eight wins for that to happen. And I guess if he does that, that means Justin played really well. But a lot so of you're reassessing are, come a January? Of, a lot of these are garbage wins at the end of the year, too. Well, like that Atlanta I one say could the, be. The wins at yeah. the end of the year are garbage wins. Arizona could be. Yeah. There were nothing but garbage losses last year, so maybe they would feel like it's an improvement. I don't know. I think realistically this team ends up settling at five. Yeah. That's what, when all the dust settles. Three more. They're five and 12, and that's yeah. a failure of a season. That's eight wins over and two years. And what you're doing yeah. is shaking hands with people. You're giving them the old David Ross. Yeah. Ah, Only you're not flying ah. to Florida to say, hey, this is why we fired you. You don't have to. You're just going to say, hey, see the truck out there? That's going to be for you. Take your belongings and move. You've got 24 hours. Turn over your computers and all your gadgets. Um, we'll go through them. Thank you very kindly. Have a good life. Hey, if you're going to draft a quarterback, don't you have to bring in a new coaching staff? I say yes. Because e- what even, happens if you get yes. the same results next year? You're yes. going to fire Iberflus, and then you've got to find a, cor- nope. a coach who likes the quarterback that you have. You're doing this whole dance again. Well, you might not find the coach that likes your quarterback. Go, exactly. go see Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy. I'm with you, Adam. If, I don't. If, if I don't care, if Fields if, is not your quarterback, right for the future. If you draft one, Fields won't be here next year. If he's not going to be your quarterback of the future, he won't be. They'll trade him. They'll have to. Yeah. You got to start afresh. You have to start fresh. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not predicting which way it's going to happen, what's going to go. I'm going to let the year play out. But when they don't pick up the fifth year option, you could bet your sweet ache and Panachki. Trade him. They're they're going to have to. They got no choice at this point. And I'm with Adam. If they are in a position where they're going to, whether it's their pick or Carolina's pick, and they feel like they have to draft a quarterback, I don't know why you'd pair that quarterback with Matt Eberflus. Don't know why. Doesn't make sense. And they shouldn't hire a defensive coach, if you ask me. They just shouldn't. They should hire a young offensive coach that can build and develop that quarterback. You find your offensive coach if you know you're going to be drafting a quarterback. And they'll know by the end of January, right? They're going to know. They're going to know what pick they have. And if you are hiring a new coach and you know quarterback is going to be a priority for you, you better get together with that head coach and figure out what he... And I don't want Ryan Poles drafting any receivers. Not after... No, uh, no. No, he can't identify them. He doesn't know what they look like. I give Tyler. So if they take Marvin Harrison Jr., you're out. No, no. I, I wouldn't be out on that. Okay. No, I mean he wouldn't be out on it. I just I don't trust him. I don't want him drafting anyone in the third round from Tennessee. Can we? Just, how about that? Is that okay? No third round wide receivers from Tennessee. All right, Eddie. I mean he can side. identify DJ Moore. DJ Moore's already established. Yes, he is. Yeah, you're not identifying DJ Moore. DJ Moore's there. Tyler you're, Scott, I have hope. You're just for. trying to cut a deal with somebody. I have some hope for Tyler Scott. 
You need somebody to That'd deliver be a the nice football. Rebound. That'd be a nice rebound after flubbing on the Valus Jones pick, which, make no mistake, is one giant flub. Did you see what uh, Roquan Smith said about his time here in Chicago, Yerko? Yeah, he said he's happy to be out because he didn't want to be part of a losing franchise. Basically, in essence, yeah, right? in essence. Yeah. He said it feels pretty good to be somewhere where they're always competing. Good. He's right. happy and he's getting paid. He's right. He's getting paid. Right. He's getting paid and he's happy, right? He got paid. He's on a good team. He should thank the Chicago Bears. I think that's sort of what he has was he, getting has at. Has he sent a fruit basket over? No. Did he send some uh, Mrs. Printables over? Anything nice? Anything nice did he send to the Chicago Bears? Probably should. They did him a favor. Yeah, they, they did him a favor. He should be thankful. They did him a solid. Right. Because would he, would him here, was that the difference maker? No. Is that the difference for this team? No. Right. They did him a favor. He should thank his lucky stars every single night. He couldn't agree to a contract. Yeah, remember, he's his own agent. Maybe that turned out to be a good thing for him. I don't know. I think Mooney's hoping for the same thing. To get somewhere To, to go get someplace where there's a quarterback that can get him the ball in a timely manner? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. And I look at receivers around the league, and I think Mooney's a better player than a lot of receivers that are in this league. And Mooney can help some real good teams who've got a wide receiver shortage right now. Mid-season awards, Yurko. Uh, mid-season awards. Mid-season awards. Oh I'm going to have to get to the old, the old standings to see what the coach of the year is going to be. I'll tell you who Pro Football Talk picked as coach of the year. PFT? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't trust those idiots, but go ahead. It's a conversation piece. John Harbaugh, the we Ravens. We can talk about it. John Harbaugh, the Ravens. Well, yeah, Baltimore's always been, you know, one of those teams that's been in the playoffs. Uh, injuries, I think, sidelined them last year. Lamar Jackson, Lamar being Jackson a quarterback, not getting what he wanted last year, uh, did not motivate him properly to be able to play with a little bit of an injury. Yep. And uh, I think ultimately it cost the Baltimore Ravens. It did not lead to offseason angst. It did not leave lead to them being um, think, thinking about what might have been last year. All that was put behind them last year. They've been able to come out here anew and afresh and find a way to be in first place in the AFC North. A very competitive AFC North. Very. Well, and he also changed coordinators. He got rid of his guy, Greg Roman, and brought in Todd Munkin. So, uh, you, He's well on the move. He was willing to make a change. He's willing to make go. a change. Changes. Uh, who would you have as a MVP? Who would I have as MVP? And then I'll tell you who they picked. Uh, well, it won't be a receiver. It's got to be a quarterback, right? Yeah, it's got to be a quarterback these days. I'm thinking it's got to be a quarterback. I don't think a receiver, not even the great Jerry Rice or Randy Moss ever won MVP, right? I don't think a receiver's ever won I that award. Tua is who they have. They have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. And Tua is well, in they the... they got a lot of Baltimore love going on, huh? Yeah. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. John Harbaugh is the coach of the year. Defensive player of the year, I think, is a no-brainer at this point. That's Miles Garrett. He's been incredible. They've got Tyreek Hill as the offensive player of the year. And they've got Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, Yurko, ahead of Jalen Carter as the defensive rookie of the year. They did pick Jalen Carter second. Good battle going on between those two guys right now, I'll tell you that. Both have made tremendous impacts. Jalen's on the better team. Also not relied upon to do as much because they've got so much depth across that defensive line. Barry's on the south side of Norland Park. What's up, Barry? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. My clock is still up. Hey, real quick, I, I get the fact that we got this conundrum about field stand or going or whatever the case right. might be. But yep. 
I really don't want to ride this carousel anymore. I just really think it makes more sense to go out and get a coordinator uh, that's that's top-notch like Eric Bieniemy and bring him in as your head coach. And then from that point, you know, you go find your defensive coordinator because those are a dime a dozen in the NFL. And then that's where you can go ahead and work with Fields because I'm looking at what this kid Sam Howell is doing up in Washington. He's not lights out, right, but he's a below-average quarterback who's doing better than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league because of the system. And I think the enemy can fix a lot of the problems that Fields has. And I'm also looking at Kansas City. I know they lost Tyreek Hill, but they still don't look like the same Kansas City from an offensive standpoint if they lose Kelsey. So that's what I would say that we do and use those draft picks maybe for you know the defensive line and everything else because if you look at the right side of our offensive line, Oh man, it's sharp. It's Barry. I'm with you. That uh, it looks like. Right, listen, it could be that Barry. way with Nate Davis too. Yeah, no, it could. But I'm just telling I, you, right? I think it can be. I mean, I, I listen. I love Tevin Jenkins. There ain't no gray area there. Him and Wright when they get into people, Yerk, I they cause havoc. I put a few videos out on Twitter last night, and I will never pretend to be even close to any sort of expert on what proper offensive line play should look like. Right? I, I ever. I will never pretend. I leave that to your call. If I have questions about it, I have to ask the trained eyes. You need to know almost nothing about football to watch Tevin Jenkins and go, wait a minute. That looks good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I could give you, I could sit down and watch the New Orleans tape with you and just be like, this play, this play, this play, this play, this one. What about, it's incredible. He had such a good game in New Orleans, and I know you like him, and we've been saying this for a while. This is trending in a good spot. If his mind stays right yeah. and he stays healthy, and Kevin if, Jenkins is right. a flat-out And if he can get over the not no love of practice, because I have a feeling he's got a no love of practice, too. Or the, just keep him healthy. But yeah, I mean, keep him healthy. Please. He's in no love. And, and you do not need an expert to watch that tape and go, whoa, baby. This kid is special. All right. Uh, Cedric Van Prond. Do you know who he is? I Van Prand? He's the number one prospect coming out at center. At center? Okay. I don't think he's from the centers that much. 6'4, 310. 6'4, Right. Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. 6'3, 320. Okay. I like the, the, the leverage there. I, like, six, I three, always like the 6'2, 6'3 center. Yark. Zach Frazier, 6'3, 310. I like that. Bryce Foster. So you go. When you're watching football, I'm, I'm asking you to watch these guys okay. now. I'll be watching a football game this week. I'll be at University of Southern Florida or South Florida, the Bulls, right. against Temple. I'll yeah. be in Florida this week watching college football, all right? Yeah. So I want you to be my eyes. All right. The kid from Oregon, West Virginia, uh, Texas A&M's got a kid, 6'5", 325. Too big. And 6'4", 295, Matthew Lee of Miami, Florida. So Georgia, Oregon, West Virginia, Texas A&M. University of Miami. These are your guys that I want you to take an analysis. Those are the, those are the centers. And take a look. Yes, that's exactly what I want. Right. Centers. Right. And they got a longer list of centers here that you might be able to get to. But I'm not looking for a guy that could play center. I'm looking for elite center. That's stud center. I'm yeah. looking for somebody that is an elite fight machine. What is uh, going to happen at quarterback? Is it Bajan for one more game? Or could Fields return tomorrow? We'll talk to Courtney Cronin live at Hallis next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. 
Matt Eberflus will meet the media in about 30. We'll carry it live here in your home for the Bears. Quick turnaround. As the Bears kick off week 10 tomorrow against the Panthers, we get up to Hallis right now. And we're joined by Courtney Cronin. Follow her on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin for the latest and best Bears news. And she joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. They've been quick in the last few weeks, early in the week, to name Tyson Bajan as the replacement for Justin while he's rehabbed. They haven't done that this week. Does that lead you to believe that Justin might play tomorrow night? Not necessarily. I think that with it being the short week and wanting to get fields, like he's got to get back to practice at some point. So that's what they started to do on Friday. He was you know, a limited participant out there. And he, you know, was listed as doubtful then. He's starting to to ramp up a little bit. You know, they always talk about those ramp-up periods for guys getting back to speed after injury. That's what we're seeing right now. But I don't think that them not saying anything Monday was indicative of the answer that we're going to necessarily get here in, uh, you know, 30 minutes. I think, you know, my logical guess on this, because we have seen him at practice, but, you know, they're not, this is not a real practice today. They're in helmets out there and they're going a little bit faster than walkthrough speed, but he's probably still got a ways to go before he can be sure playing outdoors when it's going to be cold tomorrow night. Like that on top of it is something you have to factor mm, in. Yeah. Like these remember they go to Detroit and that's an indoor stadium. Like yeah. all of those things are stuff that they have to consider. And first and foremost, it's whether he can grip the ball, whether the pain is something he can play through. And, I just I don't see that there's really any like benefit for them like you know pushing him to get back out there on a short week knowing that they'd have 10 days in between this game and the next game to get him up to speed. That's a good point about the weather. I didn't even really think about that. Not that we have uh ridiculously cold weather, but after tomorrow their next two games are indoors, indoor stadiums. So maybe just uh, one less thing that Justin would have to worry about playing in real frigid temperatures uh with that thumb injury. So I guess we'll see Matty Berflus is going to meet the media here. In just a little bit, we're going to find out who the starter is tomorrow night. You know, like, Bajan's done some good things, Courtney. I mean, he, he really has. The, the the ability to process and understand where to go with the football, uh, I think, is pretty next level. That That's a great thing to see. I do think there are some limitations on, on what he can do physically. Uh, I think a f- some of that hurt him with some of the interceptions. And the interceptions are a real problem. He barely gets sacked. He doesn't have enough snaps to qualify you know, as a qualified quarterback, but his sack rate would be tied for third best, but his interception rate would be the highest in the league, even higher than Jimmy Garoppolo's if he were a qualified quarterback right now. Yeah, and that's that's like the you have like the give and take with Tyson Bajan. And you know, I want to go back to something that Luke Getze said yesterday that for some reason had a lot of Bears fans up in arms that he didn't anticipate there being a whole ton of changes, like if you were preparing for one quarterback or preparing a game plan for another quarterback. Um, you know, that he's going to say what he has to say at the podium, but I think that you can take a look at like how they utilize Tyson Bajan these last couple of weeks. Obviously, the fourth quarter and him being forced to stay in the pocket was probably something that, you know, they wish they would not have done. And some of that's a byproduct of the pressure that the Saints, you know, their defense seemed to wake up in the second half. But you saw a lot more zone reads, you saw a lot more RPOs with Tyson Bajan in there than you had, I think, in a collective game plan for Justin Fields weeks one through five. So naturally that's what you can expect to see more of if Tyson Bajan gets a four straight start here in place of Justin Fields. But I, I think there's some good and there's some bad, obviously with, with both quarterbacks, they both have their flaws, but with Tyson, it just kind of feels from what we've seen the last couple of weeks, the offense has been able to stay on, on schedule. Yeah 
better than they have with Justin Fields, but they also don't have that explosive playmaking ability that the other quarterback gives you. So that's stuff that they have to consider. But I, you know, I, I think what Tyson Bajan above all else has proven is that he can have a long career in the NFL in, as a backup. And that's not necessarily to say that backups like his only thing he can do, but you know, you can like look at Chase Daniel, look at some of the quarterbacks around the league who have made millions and have, and have had great careers by being a number two quarterback. He's reliable. He has shown that, you know, the drop-off, it's not something – like, think about last year, the Jets game, how like how awful that was when yeah. they throw Nathan Peterman and, you know, Trevor Simeon out there until he gets hurt uh, in pregame. Like, at least they don't have that with their backup situation right now. Braxton Jones, the big fella, gave it a go last week, eventually replaced by Larry uh, Borum. Uh, can we expect a full game out of the big fella? So they ramped him up. Um, and I think that that's what this comes down to, too, is the conditioning element. We saw that with Tevin Jenkins week five when he was, uh, was kind of a platoon with himself and, and Cody Whitehair at left guard. And then, of course, the injury to Lucas Patrick forced them to switch again. But I would imagine if, if Braxton Jones, if they're, I mean, they were able to do that on a short week last time um, in week five, I would imagine that he'll probably be back up to speed now, having one game under his belt where he played you know, the rotation was pretty obvious when you're watching it in game, and I would anticipate that rotation either going away or Braxton Jones being able to, to start and stay in there the whole game. Played 76% of the snaps last week. Pretty, so. Yeah, that, that's that's like a yeah. slight rotation. So, I mean, if it was more 50-50, maybe, right. maybe you'd think it goes 70-25, but I would imagine that he's going to be in there for the majority of the game. Uh, this defense has gotten better slightly in the last couple of weeks. They're... Uh, you know, fringy top 10 defense in a few metrics. They still don't get a lot of pressure, though, Courtney. How much does Sweat help that, especially as he gets acclimated here, uh, you know, now going into his second game? I think it is important to point out, just like what you said, Carm, that, uh, you know, they went from like 32nd in run defense, and they were awful at that last year, to, you know, a top six, top yeah. seven unit uh, against the run. That's a, that's a marked improvement, yeah. but None of it matters if you can't get after the quarterback because that's they have 10 sacks this year. They have the lowest quarterback hits, lowest sack percentage, um, second-highest passer rating allowed. Like When you cannot pressure the quarterback, that's when those things happen and you're putting so much stress on the back end of your defense. That's tough. Um, I, you know, I think what you saw in New Orleans was a glimpse into what Montez Sweat can be for this defense. And on his side, where he's rushing from, he was able to collapse the pocket but can the other guys finish their rushes too? I mean, that's the problem. It's, you know, watching that like in real time, it looked like the rush just was not getting home and they weren't able to finish. And I know that coaches and players, when they say, yeah, we just have to finish, we just have to, you know, rush together collectively, it's like, all right, well, what is it going to take? What are you not doing correctly in order for that to happen? Because it looks like it's there, it looks like they're close. But how do you go from close to actually finishing and, and being able to stuff the stat sheet a little bit more with those quarterback hits with the sacks? They've gone without a sack in the last two games. Uh, that's the second time this happened this season. That happened against uh, you know the Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's not something that I think is easily fixed necessarily by one player, but at least you have a player in there who is – kind of in a different category when we talk about the pass rush productivity and, and what Montez Sweat brought, that you hope that that's going to elevate the other guys along with him up front. Yeah, good point. All right, anything else we should uh, know before we let you go? 
Uh, Khalil Herbert, that's the next one to keep an eye on to see when he's activated off injured reserve. We know that like they're they're kind of they're dealing with another numbers game situation at running back. These Kari Blazing game, the fullback is out this week because of a concussion. So if if they if they do it, they'll do it tomorrow. And I would imagine that they'll keep all three between Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert, and Roshan Johnson up for the game and. You know, Cleo Herbert's coming off an ankle injury. I don't think he's probably ready to take on a full load just yet. All right, good stuff, Courtney. We appreciate it, and enjoy the game. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Take care. There's Courtney Cronin, at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. Make sure you follow her. She joins us, or X. You're, you're better about that than I am. Well, X, you, you call it X. I keep calling it Twitter. That's fine. X Twitter, it's the same, same thing. thing. What's the where, website, guys? It's uh, where idiots go to play. What's the website? <laughs> well, which website, X? If you, well, if you, if you try to go to the website, what's the website? Oh, that's a good question. I know I've only do it on my phone. I can't remember the last time I was ever on the website. Carm, you're good. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Okay. Well, see, take that, Elon. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Look at that. Twitter.com, not X.com. What does that mean, take that? What, what does that mean? Take that, Elon. I don't well, It's know. what we do I, here I, at the station when we're telling someone take off. That, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that, uh, you, take had that any, Elon. you had any angst for Elon Musk. I don't it's care. interesting. I really don't care. Okay. Wonderful. Way, I like that. The other. I really but don't I noticed, care. I noticed how you are much better about that than I. Yeah. Like, you call it X. Yeah, and, either way, though. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's at where the end of the day, go to play. Follow Courtney. Yeah, she's got good info. Uh, make sure you follow her there. We're going to find out real soon about the quarterback. We'll see. Everybody seems to think it's trending towards Bajent for at least one more, but Iberflus is going to meet the media when it happens. We'll carry it live. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. College football rankings. More weirdness coming out of Ann Arbor. What's the story now that, like, Blake Corum's name was on some LLC that Corey Stallions had filed? And Connor. What did I say? Corey? Sorry. Connor. Holy Yurko. Connor Stallions? Who's Corey Stallions? That's a different porn star. I don't know. Thank you, Adam. Connor Stallions? It was on, like, and Blake Corum's like, I don't know what this is. I've contacted a lawyer. Go talk to my attorneys. I have nothing to do with, like, a vacuum repair business or something. Like, what's going on? I don't understand any of it. I don't, I don't get it. And I, they're, like, on this, this, with this witch hunt to get Harbaugh. I don't even like Jim Harbaugh that much, and I feel, they're making me feel bad for Jim Harbaugh, Yerk. They're succeeding and drumming up some sympathy for Jim Harbaugh. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, your... Top four, York. I don't know, man. Washington. Oof. Washington make a good case. It'll be interesting to see if Oregon wins out, too. Because that would mean that Oregon gets another crack at Washington, right, guys? If they win out, they yep. would get another crack at Oregon. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, if Oregon wins out, it would get another crack at Washington. Right, that's Oregon's missed field goal at the yes. end of the game to tie the game, yes. though. Not to win the game, that's, just to tie the that's game. That's correct. Okay. The only loss is a three-point loss on the road, right, to Washington. And then when you look at Washington, and oh, boy, you wonder if they should be a little ahead of Florida State. The Seminole fans aren't going to like me for that one. They're not going to like that. Chase is on the south side. What's going on, Chase? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing this afternoon? Great, good, Chase. How are you, How are my you, friend? It was good. I'm just glad to hear from you guys. Um, Yurko, yeah. I, I got some... I know it's early. I know you hate doing this, but I got some homework for you. 
Uh oh. Okay, so I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. I, now, given the fact that the Bears desperately need some help up front on the pass rush, they need a three technique. So there's three guys, and I'm looking at the, the draft prospects for 2024. I need you to look at at oh, least boy. the three guys. Uh, one is Jerron Newton from Illinois. The other guy is Leonard Taylor, the third from Miami. And the last one is Mason Smith, LSU. I need you to do some homework and check, see how good those guys are. And, know, and if you were the Bears, would you waste? Would you use a first-round pick? Because we need some help up front, bad. Like seriously, we need some uh, yeah, help. they need edge. To me, you need edge more than three technique. I love a good three uh, again, technique. Again, and I'll analyze the film. I'll take a look at that. So we've got LSU, we've got Illinois, and we've got uh, what was the other one? I'm not even worried about the names. LSU, Illinois, and what's the other school? Miami, Florida. Miami, Miami of Florida. Yeah. So I'll take a look at those guys and others because they'll That's have you. The yeah, they'll try to convince you that a guy should be rated as high. But I'll analyze the film and I'll take a look at it. And break it all down and tell you because that's why I, I found Pittsburgh. The that Pittsburgh guy was like ninth, tenth last year. Can't see, yeah, can't see. Yep, and and he had pass rush skills coming out. You know, you knew yeah. he had them. Yeah, I don't know how he's doing in Tampa. I know he had his first sack a couple three weeks ago. Yeah, and he missed some time early. And we haven't too. seen. You know, I haven't seen a ton of Tampa Bay. Yeah, maybe we'll take a look, a look, see at Tampa. Put on the film. Yeah, especially during the bye uh, week where I get to watch everybody. But I'll take a look at that. I'll get back to you, Chase. Hey, Car. Yes, Car. You got they. Listen, this, this coaching staff. You people don't realize how bad this coaching staff is. This coaching staff is terrible. Mm. I mean, you can see they don't look for like I was listening to Waddle what he was saying about the stats and about how they they almost penalized team. They turnovers and all that. That that to me falls on coaching. Like yeah. because if that that to me tells me that this team is not coached right. You cannot be that bad as far as turnovers and penalties. And the coach cannot the coach has to be held accountable for that. Somebody needs to be held accountable for that. Yeah. There's no excuse why our team in year two is still making mental errors. That falls on the entire coaching staff. They they have to go. This coaching staff has to go. Yeah, and, I, uh, I need to take on that. I think and I, you guys have a good afternoon. You, you too, Chase. I think it's trending that way. Like Yurko said, if they finish with five, uh, you win eight games in two years, sorry. Uh, the league just doesn't have much patience for that. And you're a highly penalized team. Turnovers and takeaways are, you know, it could be weird. You know, they could be weird. There's lots of regression or progression that mm-hmm. happens in those, those categories. They're a minus nine, though, in takeaway differential. That's not good. They haven't done a lot of taking the football away under Matt Eberflus, which is something he was supposed to, you know, his defenses were supposed to hang their hat on, right, Yurk? And they yeah. just, they haven't really done it. He's upped his blitz rate a little bit this year. He was at 18% last year, one of the lowest in the league. They're up to 24% this year. I guess you say, well, how could you not up it, considering your inability to generate pressure? You have sweat now, and you hope that helps. But before sweat got here, I mean, they had nobody that could really apply any reliable pressure and not even a four-man packages. No, not yeah. even a Gakwe. And Gakwe, however you want to call it. Yannick and Gakwe. All right, here's your top guys. They've got 10 sacks, by the way. Ten. And this is one of probably 10 ratings where you probably have these guys shuffled up. Number zero, Mason Smith, mm-hmm. LSU. LSU. He's the number one prospect. Number 51, linebacker number, Michael Hall, Ohio State. Aruk Orohororhor, Clemson, number 33. Defensive lineman. 
Got to love a 33. Like That's a, 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 a zero, a 51, and a 33 uh, right it, now. It is kind of crazy. Leonard Tail, number 56. It's got to be related to the old man or no? Don't know. Why? Well, well, he's a 56. Wonder, yeah, Leonard Taylor, 56. I don't know. Maybe he just likes Maybe he likes Taylor, yeah, right. L. Taylor kind of Monteith right. that he's got going on. Jean Newton, Illinois. He's the fifth-rated guy. Again, now these are their ratings. I look at these guys. I can put them in order, and I will do that. All top ten that are on there. Devontre Sweat, the big fella out of Texas. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's a whole lot of loving in the middle right there. Yeah. We might need to lean that up just a smidge. I bet you he'd be able to move faster. I can just see that just taking a look at it. Tyler Davis out of Clemson. My guy, last week out of Georgia, I watched that game. The Steakhouse. Nazir's Steakhouse. It's Stackhouse, but he caught he the co- interception. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And he was, was stumbling and bumbling yes. down the sideline. Do you call him Stackhouse? I call him the Steakhouse. Because of that? Oh, he's as big as a Steakhouse, All too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Nazir Steakhouse. Stuck at the line of scrimmage. Mm. That's where he was when he made that interception. Stuck at the line of scrimmage. That's not a good thing. I don't like to see that. I don't like to see stuck at the line of scrimmage. I don't either. Uh, Dorless out of Oregon, number three, and another single-digit guy. Boy, I can't. The defensive number tackles, eight, number three. in Lavette, Florida State. All these doing? single-digit guys. What the hell's what going on? What are we on? doing here? What happened? How'd you lose control in Old college? Old men yelling at the clouds. What is going Why on? is the defensive Why? tackle number 33? Oh, oh, where's the spoon? Oh, what's going on? Taste the soup. Driving it. Taste the soup. It is an old man thing to complain about, but a yeah. part of me is just feels like, well, well I'm an you... old man. I'm going to complain. I, no, I have a defensive tackle name uh, number 33. That's not crazy. not a dilemma, but the dilemma is you go look at the film, and you confuse them what linebackers are. Are they stunning? Where's he coming from? You want to keep track of them. Uh, the guys last year for Pittsburgh, I think we're number six and number eight, too, in the middle. Our guy Cansey also had a single-digit number last year. Six and so, hey, It's a thing that old man... That's a, that's a quarterback and a wide receiber. I want to complain about, but I don't care. But all right, I got ten names. I'll compare it to four or five other lifts, and then I'll take a look at all the defensive linemen, watch the footage, take some notes down, and tell you who I think. Now, remember, sometimes there's only two linemen. Yes. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald came out, and it was Tim Jernigan. Yes. And everybody else was just a guy. Yes. Just a guy, rest of the way. Matt Eberflus will meet the media coming up. We're going to find out about the quarterback for tomorrow. We'll carry it live when it happens. Back in two minutes.